Welcome to Off the Record, the official podcast of the Fordham Observer. I'm your host, Morgan Johnson. I'm producer Nelly Podokshik. I'm contributor Evita Garrity Robbins. And I'm contributor Anicia Watson. Today we'll be talking about the podcast phenomenon. So streaming podcasts has exploded in popularity in the last couple of years, especially during the pandemic when everyone wanted to talk and be heard. The biggest streaming platform right now is Spotify with 100 million regular podcast listeners and at least 500 million having streamed at least one episode worldwide. Out of all the different media available, music, videos, movies, why do listeners choose podcasts? Okay, I think listeners gravitate towards podcasts over like listening to music or audiobooks because it's more conversational. And I think podcasts are really big on relatability and telling stories. I think people crave podcasts because they crave a good story. They want to hear about people's lives. They want to hear advice. When you just have a random thought like, wow, why does everybody like sandwiches? You want to hear somebody elaborate on why they like a sandwich or their go-to sandwich spot. So I think podcasts just provide a space for commentary more than you'd hear normally on like radio or on the news. I also believe it helps that it doesn't have a visual aspect. So you can be doing your homework, drawing, walking, driving, and you can listen to your podcast. It's not hard work and you can even feel like you're learning something if it's like a political podcast or educational. So it's a productive use of your time. Going into the like different types of podcasts, what genre of podcasts do you think help to make this medium more mainstream? I think definitely more lifestyle and just everyday people talking about their lives. And when I think about that type of podcast, I think about like Call Her Daddy or Emma Chamberlain's podcast, Anything Goes. They're just kind of talking about their lives and their experiences and kind of giving advice, but also just speaking their opinions. And I think people gravitate towards that because, one, they can compare their opinions or it creates space for, like, conversations on things that might not happen in a YouTube video or, yeah. Okay, so I guess that delves into, like, the niche podcast as well because, like, looking back on the statistics backing Spotify, the number one podcast right now is the Joe Rogan experience. So, you know, it's the comedian Joe Rogan. He talks about being like the red pill alpha. He'll joke about his own experiences and everything. And then the second most popular podcast right now is the Kelsey show where the two brothers talk about their experiences in the NFL and such and just talk sports. And it's actually exploded in the last couple of weeks because of the Taylor Swift phenomenon that has happened. And so I'm sure that podcast may even rival Joe Rogan's at this point. And then third, we get into more of the lifestyles as well. Hot Mess and then a drama series actually produced by Spotify. And then we finally get into one of the most infamous niches of podcasting right now, which is true crime. Right now, the fifth most popular stream podcast on Spotify is Apartment 12, which depicts the horrific murder of a beauty queen in Arkansas. So this delves into the question of why are so many people obsessed with the morbid topic of true crime? I think people are obsessed with true crime because I think people crave mystery and like trying to solve things. People crave a puzzle and wanting to find out who who done it. 
<laughs> to be blunt, who did it? I think people like piecing it together. They love having a little whiteboard, putting red string. So I feel like that in podcast form makes it more accessible and relatable. Well, not relatable. That should not be relatable. But finding it and solving it is fun. But I also think true crime can be a little problematic because sometimes people get really into the crimes and they forget that this is an actual crime that happened to actual people. I think I totally agree with you. I especially believe that there's become kind of like a romanticization of true crime or of serial killers. And it's just because people get so invested into these stories, forgetting that the real families behind them may not even like that the story is shared in such a way. I think it's quite a problem in the podcast industry, actually. And even, I mean, YouTube videos, even documentaries and TV shows aren't really like given so much attention compared to like a true crime podcast where people kind of they're like invested i feel like the id channel or like a news story about it they don't get that many followers or like interests than a true crime podcast and then when it comes to like the kelsey brothers podcast i feel like they've become more mainstream one because of taylor swift i think while they do talk about football and their seasons and everything on that podcast, it allows Travis to take control of the narrative of his story. And also it gives him more pu- publicity and clicks because it's not going to be a People magazine exclusive. It's going to be from him directly through his podcast where he can mitigate what comes out, what's said. He can edit it. He can cut whatever he wants out. Like, He's in control of what's being put out there. I feel like that, along with like celebrity podcasts, I feel like that's why people gravitate towards them or celebrities gravitate towards making them themselves. I'm personally still waiting for the Kardashian podcast. If they hear this, I would love to speak to you guys about that. So diving into the other niche, um, this will touch more on the like political side of podcasts and more of the discourse of like, why do people like red pill dude bro podcasts they kind of just give commentary or their thoughts on like pop culture and just give their takes it's just a take podcast they just give their opinion and i think because guys may crave like just hearing it they don't have their friends they can just plug in this podcast and hear what may be similar to their friends takes I also believe because they're targeting toward like targeting younger or teens and younger kids, they are such a massive audience and they go crazy for like anything. So I believe because they like fester that audience and then make it such an echo chamber, then if you grow up with this type of media, then you're going to want to support it because it's like a part of like what uh, influenced you growing up. And so I guess this is a great segue into what does the popularity of a podcast reveal about its audience? Like, does this reflect badly on who listens to the podcast? Is it just like if you listen to a true crime podcast, are you suddenly this weirdo? Is it just something that you do while you're cleaning your house? What does this say about you based on what you listen to? I think it depends on the person and depends on what they're getting or their intentions are getting out of this podcast getting out of the podcast i think okay if you're listening to joe rogan 
I mean, there's connotations on what Joe Rogan says. And I think this question also goes with like what news you read. Like, are you being critical of it or are you taking it like for what they say? Like somebody in a news outlet might say something that's a little like, okay, is that true? Is that not? Like, if you believe it, then okay, you're you're believing it but if you're like okay i listen to this podcast but i'm really critical about what they say i'm not i don't agree with everything but you know what they say can is fun like i might i i I get a laugh out of it so i'm okay with that but i think it just depends on the people's intention and whether or not they want to like be critical and like not just like be a lazy listener i guess I guess this goes into our next segment of nowadays, anyone with a microphone and editing software can make a podcast and post it on multiple platforms to have their voice be heard. Spotify alone claims about 5 million podcast shows on its platform. So now we get to the question of today's episode. Why does everyone have a podcast? I think everybody has a podcast because they're so easy. Let's be so for real podcasting is easy you can record it with your airpod in and on a voice memo and you can just do a quick little edit you don't even have to edit it and you can just post it it's so easy especially since a lot of podcasts aren't scripted i know a lot of youtubers prefer prefer podcasts because they don't have to sit down research write hours of a script and they see like podcasts more of just like sitting down relaxing but still being able to produce content so like you said just easier yeah like personally when i think of like how people are when they're making a podcast and the recording i just picture like a middle school lunch table because that's the equivalent to me it's just anything you hear on a podcast you'll probably hear at a middle school lunch table and that's not an insult that's just that you're very comfortable saying whatever you want in a certain group of people and so that's what you put out there and hopefully someone else you hope that someone else appreciates it as much as you did I want all of my podcasts to be like middle school lunch tables because those are where the best conversations are at. Like you'll suddenly be talking about like grilled cheese and then you're like talking about like existential crises. Like I think that's how all conversations need to be. They're like so like it can be so surface level and then it just gets really deep all of a sudden and it's just fun. Podcasting should be fun. I think I had a very different middle school experience than you guys. <laughs> but I love the like enthusiasm for middle school. Not what I experienced. Or elementary school or I guess high school. We don't discriminate. I mean just those like random table yes. conversations. They just bring out odd conversations that should be shared middle schoolers also have no filter but for better or for worse is the question so we know how easy it is to make a podcast and so for our listeners what would be like a step-by-step process on how to record a podcast episode and put it onto a platform coming from the pros you want to make a podcast this is how you do it one you don't need a mic you need a pair of headphones. You can use the Apple corded ones. Hold that microphone volume button up real close to your mouth and record your thoughts. You know, you can plan it. I recommend planning. Just give yourself a little whiteboard, put some pop culture moments that you have some opinions on, give it like an overarching theme and just like talk. It's really great if you have people around you to bounce those ideas off of, get other thoughts, but you don't need to. It could just be you. 
Or you could just tell a story time. Maybe like you were running one day and then you found a leprechaun. Give me that story. I'd love to hear it. And then you're going to upload that file to something you can edit it on. You know, Audacity is a great program. It's free. Recommend. And then you're going to find a distributor, which are all free, and upload it. And, ooh, ooh, don't forget to, like, make a, like, a little, what's it called? Uh, A cover, a logo for your podcast. Come up with a name and boom, it's out in the world. And you don't even have to put it on Spotify. You can upload it to YouTube, just YouTube, SoundCloud, or upload them to them all. Boom. Now, how do I make money off of that? Okay. Money and podcasts. I have a pet peeve. I hate ads in my podcasts because they cut off the conversations. No offense to Alex Earl, Madeline RG, call her daddy, Alex Cooper and her network, but the glow recipe ads are crazy. They piss me off a lot, and I know that's how they make their money. When I go to a podcast, I'm not going for a YouTube video where I'll get ads every five minutes or so. And I'm not going to a radio station where I'll get commercials. I'm going to hear your thoughts. So if you're going to give me an ad, I feel like it should be embedded. Like it should flow naturally. Like you can give me a product placement and I'll, I may or may not fall for that product placement, but it's product placement and, you know, just be like, yeah, go watch that new Marvel movie. No, I completely agree. I don't like ads. I skip ads on YouTube videos. I I never watch cable just because of the ads. Never once have I owned cable in my life. Never will. You know, like, make the ads organic. Make them flow naturally. I don't care if it's like, okay, we're sponsored by The Observer. This is going on TheObserver.com. FordhamObserver.com. Yeah, that felt really organic to me. I don't know about you guys, but... I'm kind of in the middle because I love a good ad. If it's like... If it's organic, sure. But if it's just like completely random, I'll just start cackling. Like if I'm hearing, because I, I'm sorry, but I do listen to Apartment 12. And if I'm just hearing about the most ratchet murder of this beauty queen in Arkansas, and then it cuts to, but you know what doesn't have to be murder? Your tax bills. Then I'm, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it and I'm going to listen. And you know what? I might use H&R Block next tax season. You know, sometimes people are creative with their ads, and that's okay. That's not, like, even, like, organically putting it. It's just, like, segue. We talked about this. Here's that ad. But the Glow Recipe one was just reading the brief they gave you. (laughs) It's so bad. I mean, chase the bag, but it's a no for me. (laughs) I watched a seven-minute ad once straight because it was a musical number about deodorant. And... I love the ad. I literally looked it up just so I could watch the ad again. Never bought the deodorant. Loved the ad. Yeah, some of them are like pure gems, like the Nissan one. But I was looking for a lo-fi video to do music. I mean, to I was looking for a lo-fi music set video to study to. And I didn't, it was like four hours in and I didn't even realize it was an ad for the Nissan car. But anyways... Once you know how to make a podcast and how to make money off of a podcast, how do you keep that money coming in? How do you promote your podcast? I think, okay, for somebody who doesn't have a platform, like you're not a famous TikToker, okay? 
how you're going to promote your podcast, I would recommend making TikToks about your podcast and the vibe of your podcast. If you like have a visual component, like the little fast clips where they like write out exact, like they transcribe your thing and it's like a fun moment. That's cool. You know, you can do a little aesthetic video with your podcast over it. But if you have a bigger platform, the best way to promote your podcast is with clickbait. Let's be honest, guys. Or if you don't have a platform, also clickbait. It's fun. It can be funny. I feel like promoting your podcast, you're just promoting like your story. I also think a lot of when I'm thinking of these podcasts nowadays, they're kind of like mini memoirs, especially the celebrity ones like Madeline Argies. It's giving a mini memoir. She's telling a little story. It's a little insight into her like past life. I think just being like organic and like following like however you want your podcast to be perceived if it's a lifestyle one keep it lifestyle adjacent when you're promoting it like make sure people know like your intentions behind your podcast like what are the vibes like Travis Kelsey and his the Kelsey Brothers podcast that's a sports podcast that they also talk about their lives and families like it's pretty chill you know emphasis on the sports they're football players and then like their family guys and Travis Kelsey is a taken man so bachelor life too or not bachelor life would it be bachelor life yeah something you know you'll feel it it's all about feel okay so we've talked a lot about the audience of podcasts and how to create them why we create them but really what is the impact of podcasts and i think a really important question to ask nowadays is what are the dangers of podcasts I think when people are giving their story times or telling you about their lives, you have to remember that that's their life. That may not work for you. That may never happen to you. Or that's like a one in a million chance. Like, that's just what happened to them. Or when people give advice, don't take the advice literally. You know, you might have to warp it for yourselves. Think before you do. Think about what they're saying. Think about, okay, that's, you can kind of get a gist of how their life is. Think about your life before, like, trying to implement them especially an example would be anything goes with emma chamberlain she gives advice sometimes and you know she is 20 something she's rich she has a brand you know she's a celebrity so her advice may not translate well for me but i can take like the essence of her advice and like implement it like chilling like relax make sure you take me time I'm not going to have a whole lot of me time because I'm a student, like, on that work grind. But, yeah, maybe I'll think about taking more me time. Just, like, think critically and, like, don't take everything face value. You know, use those critical thinking skills we learn in school a lot. Use them. Period. We like to forget that podcasts are also a product of the internet. And we have to remember also that you shouldn't believe everything you see or hear on the internet. Especially, I feel like, there is this risk now with like all social media in which we need to regulate what is actually age appropriate because you know a 13 year old shouldn't be listening to very like explicit and maybe hate-ridden messages off of podcasts but you know if they're unregulated and they have access to it then they're gonna do it and it's not only the responsibility of the podcast host because they're just you know they're grabbing their bag they're letting their message be heard because that's their passion, they're grown, so they can talk about it. 
there is a responsibility for the parents to also still check not only what are your kids watching on their Netflix, but also what are they listening to on their Spotify podcast list. There have been mentions of regulating podcasts. You know, they they regulate radio. They're probably going to regulate podcasts at some point. So how do you think that's going to go? I think they'll probably be regulated like music albums are. You know, they'll get the explicit label. I think that's probably the extent that the regulation will go because there's so many of them and there's so much music that comes out. I think it'll have to be generalized like that and then it's up to discretion. But also it could be given, I'm pretty sure sometimes they're given like movie labels like G, R, PG-13, like something expansive like that could work. But I think it'll have to be very general and easy to follow. But also podcasting is such a, up-and-coming industry compared to radio and television and youtube just started kind of regulating their content more i feel like it'll be a couple years down the line before we see like true regulation if any does come about yeah and i believe radio is much more commercialized than podcasts so it does have to be more censored so do you think there's kind of like a battle going on between these two like formats and since they're so similar and what do you think like podcasting think that when I think about radio shows they I think of like the big like pop radio stations like Z100 for New York I when I think of like somebody's radio show it's kind of like segmented in between songs but also I was thinking earlier and I was like radio shows still happen you just have to find them I remember on Apple Music if anybody knows Zane Lowe, he has a radio show. He brings musical artists to talk about their album rollout or whatever's going on. And that sometimes Apple Music will give artists who just release their music like a little like 10 episode radio show. Pretty sure Nicki Minaj has one. Tune in. <laughs> but I think that radio shows are more limited while a podcast is more longer. Like it's not limited. Like. All podcasts can be, go on for however long the person wants. But I don't think radio shows are dying. They're still there. They just need another resurgence to really be in the forefront of people's minds. And I also think that, not to generalize this, but not many people use the radio to find radio shows on an actual radio. Because everybody just streams their music. So I think Apple Music is a good example of how radio shows are still out there and are being shown, just people might not gravitate towards them. And I think radio shows, they like combine with music, so like, just like a sports radio show, though they are there, it's just kind of hard to like find them. All the same sentiments. While we were researching for this episode, we were very surprised to find out that radio is not dying. Well, at least... There's only been a slow decrease in the last few decades, so it can't even really be correlated to podcasts, maybe streaming as a whole, but not just podcasts. And radio is still very much alive and well. I think we sometimes forget there are older people in this world that refuse to download Spotify or use Apple Music, and they only have to listen in the car, so they use a car radio. And then there's also a geographical aspect that I found in which podcasts and like streaming is kind of actually a coastal thing so whether you're on the west or east coast that's where you find the most streaming platforms and stuff and then we forget all about the inner states of the u.s 
And that's where most of the radio stations are still alive and thriving, which was really cool to find out. Do you guys believe, like, will podcasting have a lasting influence? Is it just a trend? Is it nearing its end? Or what is the future for podcasting? Okay, I'm very much pro podcasting is not a trend. Though people use it as a trend. I think it has sustainability. I think especially like Joe Rogan, other pop culture podcasts, they're kind of infinite. People can talk about pop culture. There's always going to be pop culture moments to discuss weekly or however many times a week the podcast happens or is posted. There's always something to talk about. I feel like what is a trend is certain celebrities making podcasts. Emma Emma Chamberlain, I feel like her podcast can go on forever. You know, there's always something she can talk about, random thought bubble that can continue. Madeline Argies, I think that can go on for a while. She she seems like she has a lot of stories and a lot of stories she can share. I feel like she's an emphasis on how podcasts can be mini memoirs. You know, she's just talking about a little moment. I think podcasts that are a trend are like Alex Earls, Hot Mess podcast i feel like it could be a trend i don't know i think it is just sustainable but it i feel like she's definitely gonna have to like pivot her mission statement or the vibe of her podcast for it to continue on because right now she's very much in the media like everybody's like i want to know about your life alex earl like please let me know like i want an inside scoop into it and i think once that curiosity kind of like dies down you know she's gonna have to find a different way to pivot that actually reminds me of vine and how they had to pivot to youtube keep on to that trend and so the people who are using podcasting as a trend might need to just like keep jumping to whatever works than the ones that actually use it and play with it and it actually benefits what they're trying to say and i also think though i said alex earl might be a trend I feel she's also kind of influenced a lot because her podcast is segment oriented. It's kind of structured like a YouTube vlog, if I'm being honest, because um, her recent one about Paris Fashion Week, she moved locations like once she was recording on the streets of Paris. Next, she was at a restaurant with her sister and they were talking. She split up the experience. So she took a moment to talk about one thing. And then she came back for a little update, the visual component that's been added to podcasting. I feel like that's really interesting and could be a long-term thing. But I also feel like it kind of sways from the core of podcasting, which you know what I mean? Like it's a balance between the two, but I still think it's still enjoyable to just listen to the audio, but you're missing parts of it when you're not also seeing what's happening. But it's cool. It's fun. Podcasting is evolving. Thank you so much for joining us. And for our final question, why are we on a podcast?